Yeah, Detroit Lions fans are open to roar this NFL Sunday. But first up, the Chiefs and Ravens will battle in the AFC Championship game, followed by Detroit and Frisco. But uh, the fun starting at 2 o'clock with uh, that Chiefs-Ravens game. And that's where I'm going to begin with our Grey Cup champ and Green Zone analyst, Belton Johnson, who's on the phone with me now. And Belton, with the Chiefs and Ravens, both have great quarterbacks. Lamar Jackson, Patrick Mahomes. If you're going to battle with only one, who are you picking, pal? Who are you picking? I think i I got to go with Mahomes, man. Like, he, the way he does things, uh, you know, his offense hasn't been that great during the regular season, and, Somehow they st- they still made it to the championship game here, so it, that's who I would choose is Mahomes. Well, it's interesting you say that because Lamar Jackson, who's no slouch himself, uh, he has I thought maybe the edge because the way he runs the ball, he's like a beast sometimes when he just takes over with the ball himself at quarterback. And, and he does, and you know I've seen I've watched Lamar all year this year, and just like you said, the way he runs or. You know, that's how he buys that extra time. Don't forget, Patrick Mahomes, he can move around as well sometimes and get the ball down the field. So On the defensive side, the Ravens allowing the fewest points per game this season. The Kansas City Chiefs second in that stat. They're so close and evenly matched, aren't they? And Belton, this is this is Baltimore's first visit to the AFC Championship game since they won the Super Bowl 11 years ago. They had an awesome regular season. Will that transition into Super Bowl champions? So I'm going to tell you right now, because the Chiefs, they're playing in their sixth straight AFC championship. So it's no pressure on them at all. I think the pressure is on Baltimore. But I'm going to tell you right now, I'm going with Baltimore because I think the game is going to be won in the trenches. I think it's going to be the Ravens D-line overpowering that KC's offensive line. Wow. Wow. Yep. I uh, after that big buildup, picking Mahomes, you go with the Ravens. I know Mahomes' receivers haven't been as reliable, but the Chiefs have powered their way through the season, and they're playing in their sixth conference championship. As you said, they are the defending champs. If Jason has his shirt ripped off, pounding back those beer with Mama Kelsey and the Swifties are cheering loud enough, Patrick Mahomes is going to the Super Bowl again, Belton, and I'll tell you. He will master a game-winning drive in the final minutes. The Chiefs will win 30-28. to 28. Wow. Actually, I had the Ravens winning 30-20. to 20. <laughs> you know, I, I think it's going to come down to that Ravens. D. And you're right. The Chiefs, they got a good D, but the Ravens, I don't know. They, they've done something special as well this year. All right, we got to go fast. Game two here, Detroit Lions. And uh, I don't know. <laughs> this is Brock Purdy, Christian McCaffrey, both finalists for MVP. They have home field advantage, the 49ers. What do you think? Can the Lions' Cinderella story continue? I think it's going to end. And I think, again, this is, you know, defense wins championships, right? So the 49ers defense, they're ranked third in points allowed. They've only given up 17 and a half points, whereas the, uh, the Lions' D have given up uh, 23.2 points a game. I got the 49ers winning at home. 29-20. 29-20. I think the Lions are America's team right now. <laughs> and if there's a Cinderella-like script being written, I think it continues with a trip to the Super Bowl, Belton. Lions 29-26. to 26. Wow, look at that. You got so close with that, Greg. <laughs> <laughs> well, we'll see who's right on Sunday. The main thing is... 
We got some football to watch this weekend, and it'll be fun. Thanks, man. Have a great weekend, Belton. Hey, you have a good one as well. Coming up on the Evan Bray Show later this morning, a friend of our show and a good friend of many in this province, Jim Hobson, who is uh, uh, suffering through terminal uh, colon cancer. And uh, he knows uh, that he has fought a good battle. And uh, at this point, he's uh, come to recognize where he is in life. And uh, it's it's pretty cool that he is taking the time today to share uh, where he's at and how he's feeling with uh, Evan later this morning. So Jim Hobson will be uh, joining the Evan Bray show. Love that guy. Uh, Ryder fans, how could you not, right? He's done so much and uh, continues to just be a great community guy. And uh, we'll be hearing from Jim a little later on. Uh, high school students busy with midterms this week. Hope it's gone well for you. I know uh, we haven't heard of anything uh, happening with the teachers yet. No potential future job action that we've heard of. But again, with 48 hours notice, it could happen at any time. They have held strikes the last two Mondays. But uh, still, uh, as far as I can tell, no talks. Still at a stalemate here. This stat I received uh, from SGI that I thought I'd share going into a weekend here. Uh, don't do what about 545 people did last month. SGI says that many people were busted for impaired driving. In the province. And of the 545, 241 were for drugs. And uh, let's see, there was at least 121 for alcohol as well. Spot checks, yes. They'll be uh, out and about, especially uh, this weekend with some of those stats in the milder weather. If you're looking to kick back and uh, recharge, just want to uh, sit on the sofa a bit, well... What about, uh, what's streaming here? Oh, there's something new on Netflix. Sofia Vergara, who is, of course, from Modern Family, has got this new series called Griselda, and it's on Netflix. She plays a Colombian businesswoman who uh, turns out to become the most notorious Colombian drug lord, and yeah, it's a true story. In fact, members of her family tried to stop this from happening even this week with a judge, but uh, to no avail, so that's on Netflix. And I just dropped Apple Television. But Masters of the Air from Steven Spielberg and Tom Hanks in the Band of Brothers theme here. That's what uh, you know, the storyline is kind of like. It's, it's Austin Butler, the kid who played Elvis in that Elvis movie. He's a World War II bomber pilot. And uh, he was on Stephen Colbert the other day. The guy sounds so much like Elvis. He had a tough time shaking it because he literally worked in that movie a couple of years and then moved over to this. And he, he mentioned to Colbert it was difficult. All I thought about was Elvis for three years. And then I had that week off. And then I flew to London, and then I, I, at that time, it's COVID, so I'm quarantined for 10 days. Yeah. I thought, all right, just pour all this energy into learning about World War II now. Right. How would Elvis Bandit fly a Brothers. plane? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I had a dialect coach just to help me not sound like Elvis. So, wow. I, yeah. That's Austin Butler. Again, the show is called Masters of the Air, if you have Apple Television this weekend. And, uh, yeah, we've told you over and over, if you're out and about, there's lots to do with... Uh, 
Frost over at the Real District. There's also a motorsports show at the Brand Center tomorrow night. And uh, that pushes the Pats. They're on the road tonight to Lethbridge. Pats, they're, they're feeling it, right? This isn't going to be their year. I think that most Pat fans know that. They're in 10th spot. And they play the Hurricanes tonight, who are in 7th. There's still an opportunity. There are lots of hockey left. And the Pats are on the road in Calgary on Sunday as well. The Oilers did it again. They keep the streak alive. They beat the Blackhawks 3-0. McDavid with a pair of goals. And the Oilers will play Nashville tomorrow. That's the one I'm worried about. And then, if they win that, that would be 16 in a row. The potential tying game would be Tuesday night in Vegas, I believe. Yeah. Uh, let's see here. What else is going on? Oh, the Flames lost 5-2 to Columbus. And Montreal edged out the Islanders. Patrick Wall returned and got a huge ovation at the beginning from fans who were uh, happy to see him back. He's back coaching the Islanders now, just his second game in. They lost, but uh, he's pretty impressed by how the way he was received by all the fans there. We have yet to learn of any uh, moving strike action by our teachers. Pretty quiet right now. Uh, once we do, we'll we'll pass it on to you. But uh, yeah, forty-eight hours notice if they do go on strike again, and of course. The province uh, not wanting to budge. It goes on. In school, uh, high school students are busy writing midterms. Maybe you've just finished up or you have one last uh, midterm to write today. Good luck. I know uh, this is cool that uh, a gentleman by the name of Tyler Pacoyawe is set to teach a financial literacy and Bitcoin economics course in Regina High Schools. Man. This is interesting. I know very little about Bitcoin, so I'm looking forward to this interview. And, of course, uh, I only wish I had a financial class back in the day when I was going to school. Great chance to learn all about it right now with Tyler. Tyler, good morning. Welcome. Glad to be here, Greg. Thanks for having me. Tell everyone where you work and what you offer. So I work at uh, Campus Regina Public, which is a public high school here in Regina. And we offer a little bit different programming. We don't have our own students. They come from all the other public high schools and kind of take advanced uh, trades, technology, uh, academic courses, and so they all have access to our programming in the first and second semesters. Here you are offering something new. Uh, take me through this. A financial Literacy Bitcoin Economics course. Yeah, financial literacy is lacking in the public in general, and so giving a bit of background on what is money and how it works, and then putting in the Bitcoin spin onto it in terms of what Bitcoin is, and why it functions as money and, and does it better in some people's opinions. Why has Bitcoin been so difficult for many to understand or even get behind? I think it's technical, right? So just like the internet was when the internet first came out, not a lot of people understood it. There was a lot of protocol, a lot of programming language. Bitcoin is a protocol, it's a computer language. And so in that sense, if you don't have that history, that background, it's not very um, easy to pick up in terms of secondhand uh, knowledge that we already have. And so that can be kind of a stumbling block. But if we understand the big principles on how money works and why Bitcoin works similar to money, it's quite uh, liberating and uh, empowering. Can you give me an example of that? Tyler, how Bitcoin works like money? It's a value transfer protocol, right? So it's information on a protocol that's decentralized. There's no third party controlling it. And so you can send value to anyone around the world at any time without anyone saying you can't, right? And so that's powerful in terms of economy, global trade, and then even self-sovereign people, you know, 
reaping the fruits of their labor uh, without a money that's being deflated away, inflated away. Talking to Tyler Pakoyawe, who is teaching a class on Bitcoin economics. It's easy to understand going to my ATM, going to the store to pay. If I handed Bitcoin over at the grocery store, would they know what to do with it? If they're set up to receive it, it's, I mean, we're already using digital money in the form of debit cards, credit cards, PayPal, things like that. In that sense, it's not too far off, and it would work pretty much the same way. And then that's how people understand their money, I think. Tyler, you likened it to uh, how the internet evolved. I'm not entirely sure how long that took. But I do know that it's taken a lot longer for Bitcoin to evolve. When do you think that idea of me going to Safeway or co-op and saying, here, I'm paying with Bitcoin, is becoming common? Well, in Western Canada, we're farther away. It's already being used. El Salvador is using it as legal tender already. Uh, We find that in countries where the inflation rate is way higher, like 50%, 100% inflation, you can't store your money, uh, your value in the money of the current currency. And so people are looking for alternatives, and Bitcoin has been a game changer for a lot of developing countries, war-torn countries, where they can actually store value, take it with them, and not have it uh, left behind or, or in the hands of corrupt governments. In Western society, we're a little bit protected from it because we're a little bit more advanced, and we all have access to banking accounts, checking accounts. A lot of the population in the world is unbanked, which means they don't have access to the same things that we do, or or credit, or things like that. So... It's being adopted in other places, just not with the Western world. Great, uh, interesting points there, too. Any courses or education opportunities, if anyone's listening that wants to investigate a little further? Definitely, and education is the key. The QuickBit Crypto Shop on Victoria Avenue there. So if anybody's interested, they could go to the QuickBit Crypto website uh, for more details. Tyler Pacoyaway. It must get a little frustrating. Here you are trying to educate high school students, and it's it's hard enough to educate me. <laughs> Well, we all start where we start, and we just got to meet you where you're at. It, it takes some time, so it's definitely a lot to absorb. It's taken me hundreds, if not thousands, of hours of podcasts, watching YouTube videos, and reading books to finally, eventually, it, it clicks. We just got to put some time into it. Tyler, thank you so much for your time. I appreciate it. Thank you for having me, and uh, appreciate the interest. I'm Greg Morgan, and uh, another big event this weekend is a huge, crucial fundraiser for Cathedral Village Arts Festival. And uh, to help me share what's going on is Linda Rattray, who is with me on the phone here. And Linda, uh, this is pretty big. What? Well, first, welcome to the show. How are you? I'm great, Greg. How about you? I'm really well. You must be excited. The weather has turned around perfectly timed <laughs> for your big day tomorrow. That's right. The weather will certainly be in our favor for our fundraiser for the Cathedral Village Arts Festival, Taste of Cathedral, taking place. Taste of Cathedral. Explain to us how we can be a part of this tomorrow. Well, you can purchase tickets on Eventbrite. Or if you have cash or check, you can purchase them at Desert Suites on 13th Avenue. Once I get that ticket, what is it good for? Well, you get an evening of gourmet delights, silent auction, and live music. And where will that be? At the Canadian Italian Club. So it's $25 to get into the Italian. Are some of the cathedral restaurants coming together there? Yes, we'll have eight cathedral area restaurants and food-related businesses. Um, They'll be serving up tastings of some of their 
food type items such as um, well, Blanco Cantina is serving garlic mushroom tacos, jerk chicken from Auntie Maggie's Caribbean Meals, the famous Dole Whip from Elle's Cafe, and on and on. Sounds like it's going to be delicious and a great fundraiser. Why is this so crucial for the festival? As you may or may not know, all of our festival events that take place starting the Victoria Day Monday um, in May are free to the public. However, we still have to pay the artists and pay for venues, pay for sound equipment, and that sort of thing. So obviously we need to raise funds to do so. You've got a Connor Bedard jersey. Is it autographed? <laughs> An autographed Connor Bedard jersey, including a hockey card of his, and a picture of him signing the jersey. How did that happen? Well, we have this very kind soul who works in our building, and he donated this jersey, even after he stood in line for five hours to get the signature. Okay, so he's verified it. It is an actual Connor Bernard signature. Yes, and I took it to a collector, and he verified it, and the photo of him signing the jersey should also prove his verification. All right. So uh, you hope that goes for big money, I bet, don't you? Definitely. Is there a specific dollar you need to raise out of this evening, do you think? Well, um, anything above 100000 would be awesome, but not likely. <laughs> we hope to raise about, like, a good $10,000. Okay. Well, again, if anyone wants to uh, enjoy this, tickets are, are available right now where again? At Desart Suites on 13th Avenue and also on Eventbrite. Eventbrite. Okay, $25. That's it, too, right? Yeah, although the tasting tickets are a dollar each, and the items range from two to four tasting tickets. It sounds like a lot of fun. I hope it's a huge success for you tomorrow evening. Thank you for telling us, Linda, all about it. Hey, thanks for having me, Greg.